Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Tia Schuler is essentially part two of the conversation we began uh, a few weeks ago. It's the last time Tia was on the show, so you might want to listen to that first. That episode is linked in the podcast description. I very much enjoy it. This is the type of show I hope to be doing on a consistent basis, and I'm very, very glad that Tia was willing to participate. Just so you know, we do have a Patreon account. Please consider donating because in the middle of 2020, things are going quite well for everyone involved, everyone in my life. Not one person has been affected negatively. I'm clearly working a full-time job in 2020 or not. That's up to you to figure out based on this podcast intro. So go to youmethemeverybody.com. It's on the about page. It's in the podcast description. Here is Tia Schuler and I on Martin Scorsese's 1997 film and a lot more, Kundum. Uh, yes, I am as good as it shall be. <laughs> Why did you want me to watch Kundun? Um, well, it's a, it's really interesting. I, I watched it and uh, I had forgotten. You rewatched it as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I had forgotten. Uh, it, it's really interesting. I saw it when I was like, I don't know, whenever it came out, 97. 97, yeah. yeah. Um, and... At the time, for a lo- I didn't have any idea that I w- was going to end up wanting to m- make films. Mm-hmm. But rewatching it now, I was like, oh, <laughs> obviously, every shot that I try to set up is a shot from this film. Did you watch the making of? No, I didn't even know. There's there a documentary one. that came out a few years later. And it's it's like Searching for Kundun with Martin Scorsese. Oh. It's on YouTube, but it's just like Making of Kundun. Interesting. Okay. Um, I'm almost done with that. Okay. And I didn't know the background of this film other than uh, it got buried by Disney. Yeah. So I understand why it infect- affected you when it <laughs> comes to filmography. Infected. Inf- it did infect you. It did. How did it infect you when it <laughs> comes to spirituality? <laughs> Insidiously. Um, I think that... I think it was... It was it, it's really interesting looking at this stuff now because I haven't really thought about any of this before. Looking at it now, it it came out at exactly the right moment for me. It was absolutely the the exact moment where I felt like an affinity or uh, an understanding of these things. But then, for me to see it visually, to hear it, uh, made just sort of cemented it much more in my soul or whatever we would call a soul that this was like the right thing that this was the truth and not just the truth but like for me it felt like it felt like when you when you come home after a long trip and you feel comfortable and you feel like you belong somewhere watching the film that's how I feel I feel like the 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 homes and the houses and the way that the people interact and the way that the the way that they live their lives that felt and looked like home for me it felt comfortable so I think you know we talked about this a little bit but like I was I was like I wouldn't say that I was like an angry child but I certainly had like a lot of anger and confusion and I think that seeing this and feeling like I was at home in a place that was obviously quite different from where I lived it 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 allowed me to get rid of a lot of the anger that I felt about everybody else feeling comfortable where they were. <laughs> Three things. Number one, yes. this came out in Dece- the winter of 97. So yeah. for the 90, yeah, around at the same time as Titanic. When did you, <laughs> that was that was important because Titanic was, came out yeah. in, around Thanksgiving and it ran theaters for like 
four months yeah. and like dominated all Oscar talk, and yeah. that's why Disney picked this up. So that's why this matters. Ninety-seven, uh, fall ninety-seven. How old are you? Um, I was in. I I was born in nineteen eighty-four. <laughs> perfect. No, that's perfect. Perfect. So you were twelve. You can do math. You were twelve. Great. Yeah. I was fourteen slash fifteen, depending on yeah when this was in theaters. So you're twelve, thirteen. Super formative time. Yeah, and it was exactly the same time that I started seeing this stuff and see, seeing images and and reading these words because it, like again it was like beastie boys stuff for a lot of other people but for me i just came upon some of these things organically and then seeing it all together and really i mean in the film the the shanti deva that they're like throughout the film is sort of this motif that they you you have the voiceover reading the shanti deva like it made so much sense to me it 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 was so correct and it was everything that I thought was missing from the other things that I was experiencing. So number two, you, you mentioned this before, but you saw this in the suburbs of Virginia. Yeah. Washington DC. You said you said this in like a multiplex. Yeah, I'm sure. This was not like you searching this out in an indie theater. I didn't even know about like small independent theaters at that point in my life. And then finally, do you see the irony of you finding a home in this film, in this religion, in the entire premise of the film is these people's home was taken yeah. away from them. Yeah, I think um, it's interesting. Obviously, yeah, there's a very strong refugee community around here. We very quickly became involved with the refugee community. Who's the we? Uh, my family. Okay. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. The The way that I felt comfortable with these people on, on screen is the same way that I felt comfortable with the Tibetans that I met very quickly thereafter in person. Um, and it it's also the fact that I was able to meet Tibetans in person, the fact that I was able to interact on a cultural level rather than um, a religious level, I think was very different and allowed me to have a very different experience of this religion and culture than someone else who would have I don't know read it in a book and then said oh this sounds great let me find a group of white people practicing this so that I sure. can practice it like a white person um, the, in the doc that I'm watching one of the people that is involved in the film mm-hmm. one of the people that I think is a descendant not a descendant yeah. a family member of the 14th Dalai Lama yeah. says to the effect of isolation led to the takeover mm. because Tibet was essentially pre 1946, 47, 48, 49 mm-hmm. they were because they're between the mountains and stuff like that sort of there's like blissful ignorance of the rest of the world so the history of Tibet is very interesting uh I wouldn't necessarily call it isolation. I would say that they were more really, truly practicing single-pointed uh, concentration. Like, they really were focused on... And completely happy in uh, the l- indigenous lifestyle that they were living, which then ad- adopted Buddhism. Or the Buddhism was... Cha- it evolved to work with the indigenous cultures and religions that were already pre-existing on the plateau um so when they say when he says i i wouldn't (laughs) i mean obviously i'm a white person so i can't say anything about any of this but i would say that rather than being 
isolated. They were more focused on living a different type of lifestyle. Like when, like you see in the film, they're talking about, well, we're going to industrialize you. We're going to bring you, we're going to modernize you. We're going to, and... And, and for the listener, you, the we in this situation <laughs> is not your family. No. It's the Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mao. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this is, you know, this is the great... Uh, this is the great problem of colonialism everywhere that a certain group of people believes that they have a better understanding of what's good for the rest of humanity than other people. And they say, okay, because you don't have cars, you are not sophisticated because you do not practice my religion. You are not sophisticated because you do not have, you know, whatever it is running water. You don't deserve the same rights. You don't have the same because you don't have the same idea of morality that I do you are not as valid as a human being. Do you think that's changing? Do you think in 2020 that's changing? I think in 2020 is the first time that a lot of people have considered that being possible, uh, have been told that that's happening. I think that, you know, this is, it's a weird time because, and, you know, we discussed this when we're talking about uh, the the two truths, right? Like when we're talking about uh, this mundane, regular, casual truth, and then the ultimate truth, right? So when we're talking about this and we say, okay, uh, in reality, we're just animals and we are very, we're not that far away from, we're not that evolved. Uh, in reality, our, our drive is still to protect ourselves and our families. So and that can extend to our tribes, the people that look like us, right? So when suddenly you're on, t like, so basically for all of human history, it's like, I'm concerned about taking care of myself, my family, and the people around me who most likely look like me. And now suddenly you get on Twitter and you have access to literally everyone and everyone is suffering, right? The, everybody is suffering. Every single human is suffering. And somehow we're supposed to suddenly say, okay, not only do I understand that suffering, I accept it, I can handle it, I can deal with it well, and I can turn it into something that's helpful for the rest of the people that are suffering. So, you know, you're saying that, like, it's absurd to think that. It is absurd and to I'm, think. And you say that, those exact same words, and I think, yeah, that's super easy. No, well, <laughs> I think, well, then, then you have personally cracked the code for how to understand all of altruism but but i do i think it's very difficult for people to do that i think it's hard i think it's hard uh, first of all if you are a self-centered person it's hard to empathize it's hard to see the other people's suffering however if you are a person who understands suffering and who wants to help other people through their suffering it can be very overwhelming to suddenly be completely aware Absolutely. of the suffering of every other person right because when we're on twitter it's not like oh okay here are the here's the headlines of six things that are going on in the world it's directly hearing from people which is the only way to create that empathy that then creates that change however it's very overwhelming i don't like the word only when it comes to the other word empathy okay <laughs> you're well, boxing a, in a very complex no, no, emotion no. Uh, no it's true and i think uh that's part of what the film did is 
create an empathy by telling a story, right? That's what film is honestly for. That's what film should so let's, be yeah, for. Let's go back to the forum. I don't think this exists if it's made by four super devout Buddhists. The fact that the four main elements of this film, yeah. screenwriter, the lady that wrote E.T., yeah. filmmaker, the guy that made Goodfellas, yeah. cinematographer, the guy that shot my favorite looking film of all time, uh, seven, seven years later? No, 17 years later? A lot later, No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. And Philip Glass, yeah, not four people you instantly think Buddhist. Scorsese's not even a Buddhist. No, but and that's I think what made it even possible to get this thing made. I th- well, okay, so it's Melissa Matheson that is the reason that this happened, and she is a perfect, perfect example of a white woman using her privilege to do something that wasn't just good for her. Et Part Two. Because she did E.T. She did she wrote E.T. E.T. She wrote Black Stallion and E.T. And she it, she was very famous and very successful and was married to probably one of the most famous people on the planet at the time. And in Who was she married to? Harrison Ford. What does lie beneath? <laughs> the answer was Callista Flockhart. <laughs> right. So they, are, they were not married uh, for forever. But she took this moment mm-hmm. where she had the opportunity to do whatever she wanted to do and this is what she was called to do and she was a spiritual person who was interested in buddhism if you're yeah she might be the devout buddhist on this cast but like okay, there, but you're not doing Scorsese this unless is a deeply spiritual very religious absolutely obsessed with the idea of religion the idea of spirituality has made numerous films about it like agreed yeah. but this is in his the middle of his religious trilogy right this is the there's a the reason why this is the cream and there are two cookies yeah, <laughs> the cookies true. are more important than the cream even though the cream might be more satisfying therefore wow. he's a super it may be important ca- for in the others. in the documentary yeah. that i you might like it He's like he's a devout. He's a Catholic. Everything <laughs> yeah. he does is through the lens of Catholicism. Yeah. On the set of this film, he brings in people to make pasta. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's not giving up the ghost, man. No, of course not. He's uber Catholic. Oh yeah. So, he- but but the so if Buddhism, okay, so Buddhism would really be like the orthodoxy of Christianity, right? If if Judaism is Hinduism, right? So there's a lot that's similar to the original types of like 100 percent. i yeah. could already all good religions all <laughs> good religions. yeah there's like majority of them are really good <laughs> there are some bad ones <laughs> okay yeah, yeah yeah all the good religions top five religions top five religions. they're all like the same it's all the same shit i can't see your chart of top five religions though the bad ones are like you don't usually hear about them because they fizzle out and like everyone's dead within the forest within like are you a, saying that five the years shakers are bad yeah yeah, yeah whatever really? uh, <laughs> no no I, I mean like the cults oh well those are not necessarily say that cults and religions ended up being the same thing yeah because cults are just failed religions <laughs> i feel like christianity was definitely Christianity's not just whatever we're getting <laughs> you're missing the point i'm saying catholicism <laughs> explain religion to catholicism me. buddhism judaism hinduism they're all the same at the end of the day hmm. the goals are the same it's the interpretations <laughs> that get messy i mean okay i mean all right. You don't. Have, you clearly don't agree. I don't know that I would agree that the goal of Christianity is the same as the goal of Buddhism. But I, I don't know if you're speaking about it in like a secular way or in a religious, like in terms of 
in terms of what an individual practitioner of Catholicism or an individual practitioner of Buddhism would say, oh, I do this because... Oh, of no, that's very, very, very different. Right. Yeah. So, But, so but the <laughs> foundation, the reason why they were all set up in theory is like the same thing. They just want to make the world a better place. Yeah, that's... That's, that's it. That's probably true. And then interpretations pollute things and tribalism pollutes things. That's probably true. Yeah. And this is... <laughs> This is okay. Let's get back to the film really okay. quick. We'll go through the rest of the cast, not the cast, oh, but Lord. the makers. Okay. Um, there's a line from Mao mm. in this. It's probably about halfway through, mm-hmm. and he's not wrong. Hear me out. I hear me out. <laughs> I'm gonna have to respond the same way that His Holiness responds, which is to l- lean my to head smile. down and just smile politely. And but say, here's here's okay. hear me out. It, th- this is where the interpretation comes in wrong. Mm. The, I mean, you, you probably even know it. Tibet has been poisoned by religion. Yeah, religion right? is poison. Tibet religion has is been poison. poisoned by religion. Exactly. You could say, but like, okay. it's a famous line from Mao. Great. He, yeah. He, I'm just saying, <laughs> smartest man in the world. Um, <laughs> Responsible for the deaths of 80 million, but sure, why not? Listen, I only like champions in my life. <laughs> Number one. Winners. <laughs> He's not wrong because. Poison could be good for you too. Okay, that I don't know about that. I think that the 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 way in which he is not wrong is that religion, when used in an evil way, can be as detrimental as religion uh, as religion that is used in a good way can yeah, be good. He used po- the poison of religion, the perception of it, to ruin Tibet, to annex Tibet, essentially. Well, he used the he used the idea of religion as poison to yes to. Yeah, kill 80 million people. So Once again, I only like winners. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's not wrong. Just, it doesn't make him right and morally. No, I think that if you look at the point and you say, okay, the use of religion to do things has been probably the most destructive element in human history, quite w- possibly. One of. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, if you look at, like, if you look at westward expansion, if you look at, if you look at between Spain, Italy... China, a very few. I mean, even. You, but if you break all that down, it's more just like one ruling family is using religion to get what they want done. Well, yeah. It's not actually about religion. It's about keeping the one ruling family well, in I power. I think that's what Mao really. I mean, if if Mao's, if social, if hmm, I mean that's a that's a much more complicated. I don't think it is. I think we're making it complicated. I I think that. I think it's I think it's much more complicated because I think that you know I don't know the entire history of Russia. I don't think so you need I to. I don't think you need to talk about. There's a reason why you're a Buddhist. There's a reason why. <laughs> no, I'm serious. There's a reason why the nonviolent people that have been going for a thousand years still believe in nonviolence because it's really the only way. I mean, everything else is a lie. Everything else is a bullshit justification. Well, I would say that. I mean. I would say that that's true, and I think that there's a line in the film where the Kampa guards, you know, he says, uh, His Holiness says, nonviolence takes a long time. And the Kampa guard says, do we have time? And he looks at him, he says, I have never known. Yeah. And I think that is, if, if there is one great human experiment, it is seeing if humans can be good to each other. And I don't know that anybody has the answer to that. I think that a lot of people have... A lot of people who tell you they're speaking to God will tell you yes or no, but I don't think that anyone... And I think we're at, like, the perfect moment in time to 
see whether people can view other humans as human, view other humans as worthy of making some small sacrifice. And this is why I don't think mask, it's complicated. Not driving a car. Do you see what I mean? Whatever it is. This is why it's not complicated to me. Because all this stuff is really binary, even though we live in a world of gray. So yes or no? Are you hurting someone <laughs> or are you helping someone? It's not complicated. Well, I think that... Okay, but... But there's, like... Have you seen um, The Good Place? Of course. Right. So in The Good Place, they talk about, you know, you're buying flowers for somebody. Sure. And you're doing that because you love them and you want to give them flowers. However, <laughs> the migrant labor and the carbon footprint and they're... It is... Creating jobs. Pure <laughs> good. <laughs> Of course, it is is complicated. Which is why, if you're a Buddhist, you don't one day wake up and say, "Today I shall do good, and it shall be easy." And now I'm in. No, 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 no. No one says it's easy. It's it's very hard work. Only if you let it be hard work. There's a reason why Jason Mendoza is portrayed as the Buddhist. No, he's portrayed as from Florida. No, 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 no. He's portrayed as a Buddhist (laughs) because he's the the most enlightened Jaguars fan possible. (laughs) I I have no comment on that. Chidi's biggest problem is he gets caught in his head. Right, which is which is part of the the is one of the ways that you can uh, what is that called? One of the negative actions. Like being Spending all that is another time where you are focused on yourself, right? If you cannot make decisions, that's because you're focused on yourself and you're focused on, even if you're saying, okay, but how will that affect this person and that person and that person? You're still thinking about yourself as the central player of that. I think that is maybe what I've been trying to get to the entire time Mm. and not even realized it. About five years ago, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe a little less than that. Doesn't it might matter? I don't know. Uh, I realize that the majority of people are at best extras in other people's films. Mm. If they're lucky, they're supporting characters. If they're incredibly lucky, are you sure you're not they're Hindu? Elites. No. Okay. And I'm not sure if I'm a Hindu. Right. <laughs> and once you realize that you're mostly an extra and no one really cares, right? It's very freeing. Well, that's one of the. That's another one of the things. I can't remember which one that is. That's one of the. I can't remember. I think there are eight hopes or eight. Anyway, the search for fame is one of the things that you're not supposed to do. And that is one of our American Western dreams. That's uh, the entire point of our lives is this individualism based on the idea that if you try hard enough, if you work hard enough, you can be famous and successful, meaning. I'm going to make it lewd now, if that's okay okay with you. (laughs) Because if you say no, you're uncomfortable, I won't. No, go ahead. I understand that sentiment, but like the orgasm is not different. The feeling of intoxication is not different. The feelings of satiation is indifferent depending on who you're fucking or right. what you're eating and what you're drinking. Right. Therefore, it's all just chemicals, man. And like I sound. <laughs> I sound and, it's really, and, and once you realize that the adoration doesn't feel any different unless you put in the work. Yeah, right? but I think I think here's the difference is that you and I have met famous people. And I think people who have never met or interacted with famous people truly believe that there is something different. That having that love, having people look at you must be really nice. But you as I, you and I have seen the way that in most cases it's quite disruptive. The it's best part of fame is to be able to use your position of power to influence positive change. That's yeah. it. Oh, that's that's the only good thing. That oh, comes the money. Fame. 
But not everyone the yeah, famous is rich. Not everyone famous is rich, and not everybody rich is good. Not everybody who has. Well, take that money back right it. now. Once again, I only like <laughs> winners. <laughs> not everybody who has money uses it well. Have you seen some cars people drive? They oh, shouldn't be allowed to. Fine, have money. fine. That's fine. No. <laughs> I mean, we live in the city that a man who has like a twenty, like a twenty-bedroom house. But cannot or refuses to pay his employee. I mean, there. Right, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff there Bezos? are a lot of. Jeffy. Things, right, a man, Jeff. So I think that someone like that. I I think that it is just as difficult to be a rich, famous person as it is to be a poor person, because if you don't learn how because, to oh, be here, happy, let me answer. Either way, because it's harder to pay the bills. Right. <laughs> right. It is. It. It's. It's. It's harder. It's it. I I think that one of the truths, the ultimate truth, is that everyone is miserable, right? Everybody is miserable, and the accumulation of money will not make it go away. It does make everything much easier, much 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 easier. But you will still find that you are a sad person. You will still find that there are things that are not happy. However, I, we have a problem here because capitalism has destroyed even that basic understanding because. If you as a human cannot pay for health care, if you cannot have a, a roof over your head. For if the you listener at home, that's the presidential helicopter. Yeah, so, okay. yeah, we're, yeah. So like we have a lot of problems and there's no th- this idea that like, oh, you don't need money, man. I mean, that's not real. Like none of that is real. That's real on an ultimate level, but that's not real on this mundane level. On this mundane level, yes, everybody needs to have enough money or access without exchanging money to things that help them stay alive, okay? That's a Buddhist idea, okay? And being a Buddhist in a country that says, no, you can't have healthcare, that doesn't mean that you're like, you should be fine without it. No one needs money, man. I mean, that's not how it works. It's more like, okay, if I know that that's wrong and that's injustice and that is not something that anybody should be okay with, then I have to work to stop that from being the case, right? Yeah, that seems pretty simple to me. Yeah, it is simple, but then how do you do? I mean, it, don't it get is caught up in s- it. Don't get caught up in. Wait, don't get caught. Don't up in get what? caught up in that. Once you figure out that, like, that's clearly the right thing to do, and here's why. Because because people deserve medicine. That's yeah, why people no. deserve. That's okay. Great. You could try a bunch <laughs> of different things because you spent time on one thing and didn't work out. Didn't make it the wrong thing to do. No, and I would say that you know, even if if you look at China today, I don't think that everything is wrong with China today. Of course. Right. But they're just the worst country running today. I wouldn't know. I, I've been having a lot of conversations about sports right now, right. recently, every Monday. And uh, yeah, the, the way that they portray this one former basketball player, he's like a godlike figure mm-hmm. because they just needed any stupid American to por- portray the godlike figure so they could say we're just as good. It's complete bullshit. Also, the slavery thing's bad. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, China. Yeah. That's the only time I'm like, I'm glad I'm American and I'm not Chinese because the way their government runs is worse than our government. I, um, uh, listen, we just put kids in cages, okay? Have you heard? We don't kill the kids in the cages yet. Friend, have you heard the good news about the Uyghurs? Um, yeah, it's, there's a lot, there are a lot of things, and I, 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 okay, so I spent about a month in China last year. And 
I there this is just like the film. Uh when the Chinese general first shows up or general or whatever he is, he first shows up and his holiness as he's leaving says I was expecting him to be a monster, maybe with horns even, right? And what you realize is that everyone is just a human being in a of human course. body, right? Yeah. So when I was in China, I was expecting having this have having been my background for a long time. I was expecting to have a very different experience than I did. And what you end up finding is that Everybody is just a human being. Absolutely. And that's why I didn't say the Chinese people. <laughs> I said the Chinese government. I think in turn. I mean, look, I do truly, fully, 1,000% believe that anything built on what Mao did cannot, cannot stand uh, and be seen as a good thing. And so it is difficult because I do also... I have seen uh, their social welfare. And I mean it's hard to look at it and say that's not something that we should have. It's absolutely no different than how people talked about Fidel Castro 20 years ago. Yes, it's great but that I we have this, but it's bad because of all this. Right. I think that Fidel has uh, less blood on his hands. Of course. I mean... Because he's not a winner, baby. <laughs> I'm just saying that I think that in some ways there are quantifiable... This is, this is very similar to like when we talk about uh, the Holocaust, but we don't talk about... Uh, Japan in the Pacific arena like there there are a lot of things that Americans aren't aware of there are a lot of things that are happening all the time uh, we feel closer to genocides that we see happening at the time like we talk about Rwanda because we were made aware of it and this goes back to being having access to things as they're happening right but th all of it I don't know that anybody has done a great job in the human experiment. I will not say to you that America has done the best job at organizing its people. I think we had some good ideas. Um, I don't think that we've done a great job. Uh, I, I think that we've probably... I don't think we've done... I, I wouldn't put us on the same page as Stalin and Mao. Uh, but I, I do not think that we have lived up to the promises that we made. The The... The ideals upon which this nation was founded, right? You mean religion? Well, I mean, to a certain extent, yeah. Therefore, Mao wasn't completely wrong. Well, Mao... No, and Mao was a reaction to religion, so I... I I don't think that I, I think that Mao's point that religion can be twisted to do whatever you want in order to allow yourself to view yourself as more important than other people is very valid and i think that's also that's part of the buddhist teaching right yeah what is it like you should consider yourself the lowest form in order when you're interacting with yeah. somebody you should view yourself as lower than them beneath them yeah. not and and there are and if you go and you look at the the text on this this doesn't mean stay with an abuser or find somebody who's gonna hit you like it it, it means what if that was one of the tenets <laughs> right Find someone who can abuse you constantly so that you... I mean, it's not flagellation. Like, it doesn't go Catholic with it. It's almost the opposite. It's like... And this is a very big idea in Buddhism that your enemy, the person who brings to you the most pain, the person who brings to you the most suffering, is your greatest teacher. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that you follow this person around like, you know, you're an idiot and they're fish. Like, it means that you allow them to fully to give you every experience that you need Hold in order on, to really fully quick <laughs> were you just insulting the band fish with a ph yeah i was sorry okay let's check it back a second oh god why 
Have you ever known people who yeah, no, but why them fi- I do, but why fish in well, particular? Because, because of what they the, represent or who they are as human beings? It's, a, it's, it's, it, I like the... Who is one of Fish's biggest supporters, corporate-wise? Ben and Jerry. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I like the... I, I Who's love, the most progressive the no, 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 ice no, no, cream no, no, company no, no, in the look, world? Look, look, look. I love fish food. It's if if I if I were on death row, and I'm I getting had past one the ice, <laughs> get past the ice cream. Do you know what Ben and Jerry's doing right now for I social justice? That, okay, yes, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, want to no. still keep insulting not, fish? Do I, you see my point? Oh my god. Okay, so the analogies the we choose matter. Oh, you are so frustrating. So people, it you you don't follow them around like they are. This is a guru thing, right? So in this situation, fish or the dead are like a great example of people following somebody around because they think that they have all the answers. They happen to be in bands, but in other areas or here, depending on who we are, uh, there's this idea of the guru, right? And you're following this person around in there. And those are the bad religions that I was referring to. Right. But yes, if if the guru is not good then yes this this is uh, this is a situation that happens all over the world right where the person who has and this is the same as a famous person a person who has power a person who has fame can do terrible things because of that and that's that is a major issue agreed it's a cult of personality yeah that's it yeah it's not complicated (laughs) i don't that that's the thing um it is complicated if you've been in a situation where someone has taken advantage of you. Oh, of course. That's complicated. We all have. And it is complicated if you are a person who suddenly has power and doesn't know how to handle it. It's complicated because the human condition does not automatically prepare you to have these things happen to you from either direction. We are not given a, a rule book at the beginning of our lives that says, here's how you deal with other people. You... Here's how you interact correctly with other people. You have to teach yourself how to do that. Do you, have you heard of the good book? <laughs> you have to teach yourself how to do that. And you have to teach yourself how to do that automatically. It's like learning habits, right? It's like changing the way that you live your life. Y- you can't just do it intellectually. You have to do it so that when something happens, the first emotion that arises within you, if it's anger, you learn how to see that and you learn how to not let it control oh, agree. you. But the idea of anything being automatic is very difficult. Yes, that's that's why it's difficult. I it's not it's not none of this is difficult on an intellectual basis. It isn't hard to say yes, this is correct and this is incorrect. What's difficult is l- doing it. What's difficult is living it. What's difficult is sharing it. What's difficult is living it in an authentic way while being, you know, checked by the people around you. That's difficult. So this is where it this is why when I'm talking about all these like Buddhism 101 books. Yeah. I just finished it earlier today and it's like <laughs> You finished Buddhism 101 earlier today. Almost. <laughs> it. This is like the Marie Kondo of Wrapped Buddhism. It up. <laughs> this book it I just finished. Sparks joy? I don't Kind of. The <laughs> Art of Simple Living 100 Daily Practices from a Japanese Zen Monk for a oh. Lifetime of Calm and Joy by Shunmayo Musano. Interesting. Okay. He's yeah. Um and all the reviews are like this is wonderful and it is compared to Marie Kondo. Oh my but I highlighted because white people can only identify Japanese people together. <laughs> they all are the, the idea same of category. that you, you think that white people could identify Japanese <laughs> okay. people versus Korean people Grand versus Chinese. that's versus Filipino. You're nuts. Optimistic. Uh, okay, so this is the one of the things. The reasons why I like these texts so much is because it's super super basic. And the three poisons these texts being mostly like Zen. No, 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 no. Like books about Buddhism and Zen Buddhism right. for. Like people Idiots. that are cr- people that are walking through an airport. Ah, yeah, okay. That's how I view it. Okay. Hit your head, you had a mosquito on it. Oh, that's okay. 
hit your head, you have a mosquito on it. That's a very good example. I'm of from the Chicago. Suffering. <laughs> the three poisons are greed, anger, and innocence, and ignorance, and that's it. And innocence, you got to kill it. Um, and as long as we allow ourselves to be governed by these three poisons, we will be unable to find peace. Hmm. I agree. The end. So. I, I mean, like I think there's a lot. I think, okay, but uh, okay, hear me out. Okay. There's a there's a Johnny Cash quote. There's only three types of song: mm-hmm. love, death, and God. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's only, and it, you could kind of break it down and like, yeah, there kind of are. <laughs> the you know, there really are only three ideas. Okay. And if it's just beauty and, and wonder, that could be love, or that could be God. And if like, it's super basic to break everything down in those three ways. Sure. And I feel like you could probably stem problem all problems of emotion from these three not emotion but all problems from these three things that guide us and if you don't allow those things you acknowledge those things right but what does don't allow those mean don't allow them to rule your life right if you're doing something out of anger it's probably not going to be a good thing right that's how how do you recognize that you're doing that you need to recognize how you're doing it it's (laughs) different for every single person i know for me how i recognize it okay you know what i mean and how have you trained yourself not to do that slow the fuck down When you say that it's simple, yes. It's super simple, but it's hard to recognize it in the moment. It's hard to recognize it in the moment, and it's also difficult to classify every single human experience as... It's hard to... The taxonomy of human experience cannot be... You cannot classify everything in three places, right? If you can, that's because you have gone through the many millions of things and classified them. So that's that's the work, right? That's the work. Sure. My entire human experience... Here's what I feel when this happens. Here's what I feel when this happens. Oh, okay. I have to experience this emotion, go back to the very, very beginnings of it, examine my entire life and figure out so, where that came from. And then I can classify it in one of those three things. I wouldn't salute like that if I were you. Um, <laughs> very for Hitler-esque. The <laughs> for the reader at home, yes. We've already established Mao is greater. Uh, oh no, God! Uh, so when you're viewing, I things, burn this place You're down. viewing things like if yes, move to go to. You're viewing things like a choose your own adventure book type of thing, or like one of those graphs where it's like if you qualify for this, now go to this part. Chart? Yeah. I mean, I think if if we are to say that the entire human experience or the negative aspects of the entire human experience can be boiled down to three things, and yes, I do believe that if those three things are going to be what you base your entire life on then yes, you do have to sit with every single negative experience that you have and say, okay, which of the three things is it? How do I define these experiences in my life? And if I can honestly, authentically say to myself, yes, the experience that I'm having is based on one of these three things. If those three things are what you are going to base your life on, then yes, first you have to identify them. Then you have to figure out what to do about the identification, right? Because it doesn't say... And then you do the hard work. It says all you have to do is eliminate these things. It doesn't say all you have to do. It says you can't do things unless you get rid of these three things. Right. Or. Unless you get rid of these. Unless you get rid of these. Which is not an easy thing to do. No. But But it is also difficult to identify. It is difficult to identify. It is difficult to be honest with yourself. This is the first thing, right? The first step, right? Is saying, okay, there is an a larger reality right and everything that i experience is of one thing right it's not just like everything that happens is some random thing that just pops up to ruin my personal day right no if you say okay there is a larger reality and the experience of all beings all sentient beings not just people is that they will suffer when these three things happen then 
that's the first step, right? A lot of people don't even get to there. A lot of people are just like mad that they have to sit in traffic. I'm angry about this, right? And then they never move forward to saying, okay, it's interesting. When I sit in traffic, I feel upset because I am out of control. And I realize my own small place in this universe and my inability to control literally anything that goes on. But instead of saying, okay, I shall accept that reality and I shall make steps that I need to in order to learn how to not be upset when that happens. They just stay at this, I'm in traffic and I'm angry, right? Mm -hmm. So... It is a big step to read that koan and say, okay, this is the truth, right? Acknowledging the truth, accepting the truth, seeing the truth for what it is, is the first most important step. Yes. Now, what you do with that, that's the hard part. That's where it becomes complicated. That's why that one two-line thing can have 50 books written about it. Sure, sure. And it's not because it's it's complicating it. It's because it's saying, here is what that means and here is the way that we can take this absolute truth which it most likely is an absolute i mean i would probably say that there are eight things that are bad but this is an absolute truth and here is how we identify it here is how we use this truth to make our lives better right because it isn't yeah the truth of religion is that we're supposed to make our lives better right but I don't know what Jesus thought was, I don't know, he had parables or I don't know, allegory. I don't really, I don't know. I, I did 13 years of that school, but I don't remember any of it. Um, yes, he would say, okay, here's this truth that's going to allow you to see things in a different way, right? But the allow you to see things in a different way is not something that you wake up the next day having. You don't wake up after reading the Sermon on the Mount and say, ta-da, I get it today. It's, it's, it's the hard work of saying, okay, uh, if the meek shall inherit the earth, what does that mean? Should I divest from coal, coal and oil? Yes, I should. Okay. So, I mean, but that's, and that's, that's the hard part. Interpreting what that means so that in every day of your life, you actually live that out. Because there is no moment at which we're not surrounded by other people who are, in many cases, telling us what to do, telling us how to live, telling us when we should feel bad, telling us when we should feel good, right? So seeing the ultimate truth and then adapting it for your own reality is is difficult but then it's much more difficult to adapt it for your own reality and then live that reality in a way that is good for you and the people around you and everyone else that's really hard that's complicated see have do you have an apple watch no no i think if you had an apple watch it wouldn't be that hard (laughs) because it has your heart rate you see your heart rate at all times i mean i don't i as much I as think I that's think really that what this boils down to. I think if you had an Apple Watch, I would feel better. You'd feel better. I, you know, I I don't think you're necessarily wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, th- but I think that that's also a part. That is something that modern Buddhists really do. Uh, this is something that we talk about. Like, oh, I was making a joke. I know that. I know that. But this is something that we talk about. Like, is having a nice house bad? Is having an Apple Watch bad? Is having so- like. Well, listen, because of my anti-China stance, I want all those people to suffer. So the fact that <laughs> this watch was made for fourteen dollars, and I spent okay, my kid's waking up. Ugh. Last question, yeah. tangentially related to everything we've been talking about. Kundun is nominated for four Academy Awards. If it wins any of those Academy Awards, is this film currently buried? Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree completely. Yeah. Yeah. Will yeah. you do this again? Yeah. We don't even talk about the actual text. <laughs> it will still be there. All right, it no. has been there. It will. It will remain. 